0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Africa Africa at the center
2: of the world. world. Latitude zero, longitude zero. Planned by the Creator. Sazanthropus was the first
3: man found on the Earth. That Earth was the motherland.
0: so vast so great these African
2: embrace the color of life universal harmony
5: the earth supports our conscious effort for sustaining humanity human beings
6: We are doo-wop and b-bop and hip-hop and we don't stop. Our Mother gave birth to everyone on earth. So we echo her call. And always walk tall. Because we're hip to the world, so we create black pearls. everyone can wear. That everyone can share. We can't live in despair. So we shine everywhere. On
3: and on. On and on. Welcome to Africa on the Move. As your host, Brother Africa, it's always an honor and a privilege to come into your homes this evening to speak truth to power and to provide you with information so that you can use it as a tool for liberation, that to help liberate your people and to help liberate humanity from all of the various forms of oppression. We welcome you on the ninth day of May 2021 to Africa on the Moon. This week's theme is this is what freedom looks like in the U.S., that's right, we said it, and we're going to talk about it. This is what freedom looks like in the U.S. Before we speak to this theme tonight, like always, the way we get started with our party is to introduce to you our political analysts and panelists for today's program. Then we'll go to our first segment on what's going on in your world and the community, followed by a discussion that we'll address the theme tonight through various articles and issues. Like always, we encourage you to call in and share your thoughts by participating by calling in at 379-0841. Hit one, and we will acknowledge your last four numbers. So as your host, Brother Africa, let's get started with our party by bringing in Brother Haki, we welcome you to Africa on the move.
7: Brother, <clears throat> brother, Africa. Uh, thanks for having me. My name is Haki Kamasi Mushoki, and currently with African Awareness. And of course, you I think it's all about institution building. But in order to understand the importance of institution building in the society, I think it's important to understand the structural um, maladies that impacts capitalism. And so when we talk about these structural inequalities in terms of capitalism, we have to be very clear that these inequalities are not just domestically or nationally inside the United States, but also exist throughout the world. Recently, they did a report. They talked about the Global South lost over $152 trillion in trade with Western states. And the Global South, of course, is those non-Western states. Now, one of the big problems in terms of capitalism is whole. Um, it doesn't have a definitive understanding of what life really means. Uh, life has no, no real meaning. It's other than a, a, some kind of commodity, life has no definitive meaning. And so recently, you know, of course, the case of Stephen Dunsinger, uh he goes on trial at Monday, as a matter of fact, in New York City. Uh, this is uh, an attorney who defended the people of Ecuador against the Chevron who were polluting their lands, you know, with oil uh, releases and those kind of things that uh, destroy the environment in addition to destroying the lives of the people. Well, he's successful in suing Chevron. Chevron, in turn, turned around and filed him with corruption charges. And so needless to say, Chevron refuses to pay the tens of billions of dollars to all the people of uh, Ecuador for destruction of their land, and destruction of life, and instead uh, charged Dunzinger with a crime. So this sort of underscores the kind of uh, criminality that's so inherent in capitalism. But let me just read this to you real quickly, about Africa, I think, just give people some, some idea in terms of, you know, capitalism and of inequality, and why, as Bob Molly talks about, so many, so many people have to, why do so many people have to die? Uh, I think this this, this piece I wrote, I think, pretty much underscores why so many people have to die. Now, Winston Churchill in the 40s once stated, never let a good crisis go to waste. Even though he managed to be a banner advocating improvement of all things, meaning improvement, his words have taken on an anonymous connotation. In the U.S., talks around the Great Reset or reviving capitalism's decline have received relatively little discussion on mainstream media and even less among politicians. Resistance to conceiving structural anomalies affiliated with capitalism may be a prudent move for the wealthy elites, but it does nothing to conceal the very real hardships confronted by the majority of the population. Pain inflicted upon the citizenry has a long-sorted history where political calculation by powerful elites innovated economic policy to enrich the powerful at the expense of all others. It is no mystery why the populace is inundated with COVID-19 messaging despite the availability of vaccines in the U.S. This subterfuge seeks to blind the people to the systematic abuses and the history of economic policy directly attributable to the economic malaise and inequality sweeping the society. In 1944, the enactment of Bretton Woods Accords, authorizing the U.S. as the reserve currency of the world, excluded economic participation of 144 nations. Domestically, by excluding 144 nations from the economic participation of the world, potential for access to wealth was also limited. From an elite's perspective, the exploitation of the 144 nations' raw resources would be sufficient to ensure wealth for a tiny elite. However, the political elite did not take into consideration. By making the dollar of the reserve currency tied to oil sales, those countries, the 144 nations locked out of the world's economy, needed dollars as well to purchase oil. By lending dollars to the 144 nations, the colonial control of third world economies prevented efficient markets, which directly impacted the Third World Nation's ability to repay. The result was U.S. trade deficits. For the 44 nations who were part of the Bretton Woods, the the premise of the U.S. economic policy hinged upon the idea member states will use the dollars for all investments to invest in U.S. treasuries. The plan worked well up until 2013 when China decided to use dollar reserves to expand the Belt Road Initiative, providing loans to countries in Asia, Africa, Central, and South America. This strategy infuriated US political elites who accused China of not following the rules of the rules-based order established during Bretton Woods back in 1944. This strategy the strategy of, of China fundamentally to the US of much needed investments. Currently, the 1.5 trillion of securities held by China appears to be a mere attempt to appease US elites. The absurdity of capitalism highlighted China investments reveals eleven point five trillion dollars in real estate investments highly an adversary or an enemy. In addition to capital flowing out of the U.S., the Chinese, in addition to Russia, are conducting trade without the use of dollars. This arrangement not only devalues the dollar, making it unattractive to investors, but creates a precedent where other states willing to free themselves from dollar bondage may follow suit. This concern was reflected recently in the Bank of International Settlement statement. The Bank of International Settlement, of course, is a central bank of all central banks. The central bank admonished the U.S. for its business practices and its impact of this decreased investments. The report states, quote, corporate balance sheets remain fragile, valuations are being disconnected from underlying economics, most notably segments of equity, and corporate credit markets reflected in recent stock market sell off end quote. In other words, the Bank of International Settlements was saying, the U.S. does not produce much, so how, how are officials determining the prices for financial instruments? This is particularly a industrial base of the U.S. economy, factories and all, were shipped abroad. Excuse me, enhancement of poverty rates never contributes to a vibrant economy, and the realization these jobs shipped abroad are gone forever attests to the structured nature of inequality in U.S. society, not to mention the selling prices for securities based upon low interest rates, uh, which can only decrease in value. Now, ironically, investors... Fleeing stocks is an indication of structural problems with capitalism, which which also underscores the the precarious nature of the U.S. economy. The structural problem alluded to pertains to the abdication of responsibilities by politicians. Being a representative democracy, we're told politicians are supposed to advocate for the people. All that changed in 2008 when Congress passed the Emergency Economic Stabilization Act, which provided the Treasury, by extension Wall Street, Seven hundred billion dollars to purchase several assets from banks and mortgage-backed securities. The funds never reached the real economy. Instead, these funds were used by bankers to give themselves bigger bonuses, reward reward their stakeholders with bigger dividends and start stock buybacks to enrich their investors. The assumption bankers know know how best to run the economy proved a false proposition. While their self-interest self-interest takes, but their self-interest takes priority over an unofficial economy. Aside from validating corruption, bankers did a masterful job in undermining the U.S. economy. As established themselves as too big to fail. They systematically robbed the economy of money circulation throughout the system. Money velocity, according to Stacey Herbert, was so abysmal, the U.S. economy's share of world GDP decreased during Bretton Woods era, from 40% to currently to 20 to 25%. When examining the purchasing of power of U.S. dollars, the statistics are even more grim. One U.S. dollar is worth about 50% less value against most major Western currencies. In fact, the dollar has less value than the currencies of Azerbaijan or Bosnia, Herzegovina, and El Salvador. Now, the intent is not to disparage the developing nations, but to point out U.S. decline is self-inflicted. As much as the powerful elites blame poor people for their predicament, the reality is structural inequality is a huge benefit to the wealthy. Will they end these counterproductive policies? Probably not. There's much more economic advantageous to label the poor as deplorables or true-threat radicals. And I'll close with that, Brother Africa.
3: Thank you, Brother Hakeem. Next, from Brother Hakeem. I'm going to go to Brother Moses. Brother Moses, welcome to Africa on the Moon.
8: Thank you, thank you, Brother Africa. And greetings to everyone within the sound of my voice. My name is Robert Andrew Moses. I've been in the struggle for scientific socialism from the moment I was introduced to Marxism during a government class back in my high school years, 1968. I call Marxism the race secure racism. I bear witness that there's one God, Jesus, who is the author and finisher of my faith, and that Say tongue is his messenger for government. Fathers, help your children, and we don't bear. We don't. Reverse, correct verdicts, brother Africa. I'm pro-choice and I vote. I, I, I for the ERA, yes. Equal rights amendment, yes. And uh, I want to say, women hold up half the sky. And thank you once again, brother Africa, for allowing me to be on the show.
3: That's right, brother Moses. I agree with you. Women hold up half of the sky. Going from Brother Moses, we now going to Brother Maurice. We would like to welcome him to Africa on the move. Brother Maurice, welcome.
1: Thank you, brother. Peace, brother African, and peace, brother. Uh, brother, so brother Hakeem, brother Moses. Peace, greetings to the panelists, and greetings to the listeners out here. Uh, my name is Brother Maurice, uh, work of the people, proud, proud Pan Africanist, proud student of Pan Africanism. The Total liberation of Africa under a scientific uh, socialist system, and I'm happy to be here again tonight. Tonight on Africa on the Move. Thank you so much for having me.
3: Yeah, thank you for being here, Brother Maurice. Next, we're going to Carla, for our caller, who last four numbers is seven two three six seven two three six. Welcome to Africa on the Move. Good Seven
7: two three six Africa.
5: This is Eleanor Johnson. Can you hear me?
3: Can yes, we can, me? sister. Yes, we can, sister. Go yes. on. We got you.
5: Thank you so much for inviting me to be amongst your panelists this evening. Uh, this is Eleanor Johnson. I want to uh, thank you and all our listeners and to say uh, Happy Mother's Day to all women and all people because, yes, women are on the move education and liberation for women. Education for women will advance the world. Um, I'd like to also say that we're hoping that the embargo, I continue to advocate for the embargo against Cuba to be lifted for the sake of uh, relieving the suffering that we all are experiencing right now with the global pandemic pandemic. And again, I I would urge, uh, since the taxpayers paid uh, for the development of the vaccine, that Moderna allow any pharmaceutical manufacturer anywhere on earth to produce the vaccine without penalty of uh, liability for their, quote, um, private, informational, proprietary knowledge. In effect, the vaccine belongs to the people of the United States, and it is urgent that we make it available to everyone on planet Earth. We are all brothers and sisters. We are all neighbors. And I see the greatest social threat to mankind right now is totalitarianism. Uh, we see it in Brazil, we saw it in Belarus, and uh, we see it popping up all over the place. We saw it here in the United States with Donald Trump. So uh, we have to all struggle for liberation, and the way we do it is by organizing. You talk about organizing so frequently on this show, Brother Africa. I looked at a, a old poster from the Congressional Black Caucus, and it was the 10th anniversary of the black caucus what was then called the weekend but it's now expanded much more over the years and it said something very important it says organized for survival and it started with the family so with that in mind I want to celebrate the words of the black congressional caucus I believe it was 1988 and it said organized for survival right now we see legislation in this country since it is a republic being uh, introduced throughout the united states and georgia texas and other states to suppress the vote and to limit the right of assembly the only way we change that is by organizing registering people to vote Supporting candidates, if we don't see any proper candidates out there, young people, we should encourage them to run for public office. Now is the time. We don't need more Taylor Greens in political office. We don't need people that think the QAnon is something real. We need to get rid of these cults, get rid of these neo fascists, and stand up for democracy. Thank you.
3: This is our law. Thank you for your brief introduction, and like always, we're glad to have you. Because sister, you keep us on our toes. We thank you for that. Oh. What we're gonna do right? What we're gonna do? What we're gonna do right now? Before we do anything, all of us, we're gonna talk and pay a tribute to mothers. Today is Mother Day. We like to say Happy Mother Day to all mothers of the world. I'd like each one of y'all to say something in regard to, to the importance of the role of mothers and give our mothers around the world some sense of encouragement because capitalism capitalism, imperialism, Zionism, neoclonalism, all systems that explo- exploit mankind. It's it, its like living in hell. So, Brother Hackey, start out all with your thoughts on Mother Day and some encouraging words. To our
7: mothers of the world. Well, what can I say? Uh, mothers are extremely important. Uh, despite the patriarchal history of the West, we all understand. When you look at world history, we understand the role women play in terms of you know um, creating civilization, uh, facilitating civilization, uh, creating uh, the conditions in which you know human beings you know work together in a in a positive kind of way. So the contribution of women is enormous. And the one of the things, you know, I, I like about a country like Cuba is the fact that it empowers women to make their own decisions. In the West, the control of women is done in a, a systematic fashion in which essentially what they do is to seek to, to disempower women by keeping them impoverished. Uh, by keeping them impoverished, they make sure they're under the thumb of men. And so, therefore, women in the in Western world are not free to, be, to do those kind of things that women typically do in terms of bringing about a better society. So clearly Cuba is, 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 is leaps ahead in terms of the treatment of his women. And so one of the things we struggle with is people who are co- people of consciousness. We often talk about the importance in terms of, you know, liberating women, in terms of being, putting women in a position to make, to make decisions, to make their own choices, and, and not to be inundated with this, this, this false notion that they are the weaker sex. And, of course, the reality is that the history is that women are not the weaker sex. In fact, if you look at practice, we look in terms of what kind of transpa- transpired in society, they clearly men are the weaker sex, and I think it's this fundamental fear of women that, to, to a large extent, uh, uh, partly re- the, the partly results in the, the kind of uh, hatred uh, extended to women. Uh, one of the things I'm very clear on when we talk about um, sexual energy, one of the biggest problems in terms of Western society is the fear of women's sexuality. Uh, let's be clear about it: women con- women women <laughs> women, are, uh, women women are in control. And so as much as men like to talk about the, how we're, uh, we're dominant and, uh, you know, how we're masterful and how we're virile and how we all of this, the reality is that it's the woman that makes these relationships possible. It's not the man. It's the woman. So to the extent that relationships last is always attributable to the woman. It's her understanding of the world, her commitment to her children, her understanding of the world in which, you know, her, you know, her people have to, have to survive. It is that realization and that consciousness among women that made it possible. specifically when we talk about working-class people throughout the world, it is that, that understanding of the world which, is in fact, makes possible for people who are downtrodden to actually survive in situations where economic systems fundamentally disadvantage people who happen to be poor. So women play a big part in terms of making the world a much better place. So the struggle for us is to make sure we liberate women to make sure that if we're going to achieve the kind of society we want to achieve, we understand women are going to play a, a big role in terms of bringing that about. And I close with that.
3: Thank you, Brother Hackie. Sister Eleanor, we're coming to you right now. Talk a little bit about the importance of mother and say a few encouraging words for mothers of the world. Sister Eleanor.
5: Um, Thank you, Brother Africa. First of all, as a woman, I want to thank you for having me on your show this Mother's Day and thank all the listeners Women are not only mothers, but mother needs to be defined. We are the caregivers. We are the farmers. Uh, We care for the elderly. We care for children. We care for our neighbors. We care for each other. And all we should all say is thank you. And I'd like to thank uh, the graduates of Howard University. Howard University understands the greatness of mothers, and therefore every Mother's Day weekend they celebrate their graduation. So, congratulations to all the Howard University graduates. And I, it's nothing that I can say. To, I understand Western male dominance of women, but I also understand Western values far beyond european values women were the first farmers in native american communities in virginia and maryland and in this region the women are the farmers they determine when the crops will be planted when they'll be harvested and the men work for them so you know there are many different cultural paradigms in the united states and one very very traditional and ancient one is women as agricultural leaders they feed the world not only part of caring is making sure everyone eats and traditionally traditionally they are the farmers and i understand they are the were the first persons to develop agriculture as humankind know it at this time. The men were busy hunting and gathering. That was an important thing to do, but women learned how to farm and taught everyone else. Thus, we've been able to feed ourselves ever since. So we just have to remember that to value women and to remember that words count and to begin to respect women, with the things we say and do, not just in our political life, but in our social and personal life. I see persons so often that use derogatory terms to describe women, and how can they do that and call themselves uh, persons who believe in democracy or believe in socialism or believe in capitalism? What you really believe in when you speak harshly against women is misogyny, give that up, it's a new day, women count, and the way we can show how we feel about women and girls around the world is support organizations like Pink, support other organizations to advance education amongst women. Last week I mentioned that only a third of the African Americans that enter university graduate. But many of those persons are women. Let's make sure our women graduate. Let's make sure that we have high school diplomas, that we feel uplifted, that we not begin to hold and harness education as if it's something we achieved on our own. No, we didn't. We achieved it because of those people that came before us and stood beside us, taught us everything we know. We as humans, when we're born, we know only how to grab our mothers and suckle their breasts. Every other thing we learn on earth is taught to us. So let's teach our children to be leaders, Let's allow our young people to lead us, and let's celebrate women not only on Mother's Day but every day because the Lord says there may be a few that are guilty, but we're all responsible. So with that in mind, I say let's celebrate women every day, celebrate children every day. So that we can relieve this global poverty that women and children
3: face. Thank my sisters. Next, Brother Maurice. Your thoughts on mothers and said a few encouraging words to the mothers of the world. Brother Maurice.
1: For a for a woman, it ain't easy trying to raise a man. You always was committed. A poor single mother on welfare. Tell me how you did it. There's no way I can pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand you are appreciated, Tupac Shakur. Malcolm X stated that the most oppressed person in the world is the African woman. And that oppression stems from capitalism, slavery. The African woman had to witness her husband, her son, butt butt broken, doing slavery in in the Caribbean. In America, tied had a witness, a husband or son tied to arm, um, arms tied to one horse, legs tied to the other horse. The slave master or the overseer uh, smacked both the horses, and they ran in, in, in uh, opposite direction, directions and split the man in half right in front of the, the African woman. So. This is this is this is what we're talking about when we talk about Happy Mother's Day, and like Sister, sister Eleanor stated, yes, Mother's day, mother, Mother's Day is every day. The first you wouldn't have a community without the woman. The first uh, communicator to a child is the mother, the woman. Our greatest, and I conclude to say, that our greatest, our greatest, greatest, greatest debt that we have to pay to the greatest mother of, of them all is Mother Africa. We have to struggle every day for poor people, all races, poor people, no matter what, what color, poor people. But we must have to understand and come to an agreement that capitalism capitalism, has has killed and raped mostly African people, and every day, we have to. If you're a real revolutionary, if you're a real lover of working for the people, you have to commit to, you, if you're a real lover of women, if you if you really care about children and women, if you want to stop the violence that's going on with women and children, you have children right now and women right now in Madagascar eating goddamn wild leaves and locusts because they, cause they're starving. This is what the French did in the 1800s when they came over there and conquered and occupied Madagascar for two wars, 1883 and to 1885 during the scramble of Africa, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about the Boys and Girl Scouts of America. Man, please, the, the Boys and Girl Scouts was developed by rapists, was developed by goddamn colonists who came over Africa to rape a Shanti woman, who raped Zulu women and men, robbed be, be, Bed in power. This is what we're talking about. So when we're talking about Mother's Day, you have to connect that. You have to be serious. It's not about just getting flowers from one day from a 11 or from from the brother who's trying to who's trying to survive capitalism on the corner selling balloons and flowers and roses. It's bigger than that. It's not going to Dog Tree to get some balloons and a Mother's Day card. So when we talk about Mother's Day, like it's every day. You should celebrate women every day. You should be caring about women. And children every day, and I conclude.
3: Thank you, Brother Maurice. Next, we go to Brother Moses. Brother Moses says some encouraging words to and about the importance of mothers. Brother Moses,
8: Certain, certainly, certainly, I wouldn't, I would, would be remiss if I didn't start with my own mother. My mother, may she rest in peace, was a great woman of of jesus christ christianity and um and uh she taught me to get on my knees and pray and um that was a great contribution because uh you know a lot of people had a they have a formal godliness but deny the power thereof, and so um but my mother i don't know um that was my personal experience and and i just think you know that Fathers should help their children and that that um we should we should take care of each other. This, this is the the greatest thing we can do is to look after each other. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Brother Moses, and to all the mothers of the world, uh, we say we salute you. We know you catch a hail. Functionality, imperialism, capitalism, Zionism—all these systems that oppress humanity. its not easy. It's not easy. But we want you to keep your head up. You're not alone. And we'd like to play this song as a tribute to women in general, African women in particular. Keep your head up, sisters, brothers, and mothers.
9: The sweet of the juice, I taste the dark of the flesh, and the deep of the roots, I get the hollow.
2: what makes me unhappy, when brothers make names, and leave a young mother to be unhappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And since we all came from a woman, got our name from a woman, and I came from a woman, oh, yeah. I wonder why we take from our women, why we rape our women, do we hate our women? I think it's time to kill for our women, time to heal our women, be real to our women. And if we don't, we'll have a race of babies that will hate the lady we
3: That's right, Africa, get up and stand up, stand up for your rights. That's right, Palestinians, get up and stand up, stand up for your rights. That's right, the indigenous people of the world, get up and stand up, stand up for your rights. That's right, the Irish man, who was being oppressed by the Irish um, Reactionary forces, get up and stand up, stand up for your rights. That's right, our brothers and sisters in Cuba, Venezuela, Zimbabwe, all people are being oppressed. Get up and stand up, stand up for your rights. That's what your mother taught you. We're honoring today, Mother's Day, and keeping along with this thing. Before we go into our segment, what's going on in your world and the community, panelists, I was just thinking about something that Sister I don't know, stated earlier in her opening presentation, and made me think about this question, which I would like each one of y'all to respond to. And the question is: If there was no North America, if there was no U.S. government today, as it presently exists and functions, would the world be better off? Start off with you, Brother Hackey.
7: <laughs> would 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 the world be better off if there was no US? I I, I think from a historical perspective the reality is that, you know, this kind of thinking in terms of this capitalist mindset is not is not uh, doesn't pertain only, you know, to the United States. That in fact throughout the West this kind of mindset is pervasive. And so therefore in that context, if it's not the United States, the reality is there will be someone else carrying the banner uh of this crazy capitalist system. So even though ideally, ideally, you know, philosophically it sounds good to say, well, if America wasn't here, then the we'll world be rid of its problems, I think it's a little bit simplistic in terms of, in terms of, uh, in terms of analysis. We, we have to understand that a much deeper problem is the situation where uh, people are fundamentally programmed to believe that some people are better than others or to believe that exploitation is, is, the, is the indication of your prowess, as opposed, as opposed to seeing something philosophically wrong with someone who wants to dominate other, uh, others. Uh, So, so therefore, as long as we have that mindset in terms of this this overwhelming desire to to control, to dominate, then you can always have, quote, unquote, another America. And so, therefore, if we're going to bring about the kind of paradigm that we seek, then we have to first not only reimagine history, but again to talk about history to the extent that uh, we all understand that, to a large extent, Africa has been written out of history. In that context of writing Africa out of history, the West has been able to create a narrative which says that uh, ruthlessness, greed, uh, selfishness is, is a natural course of business And so therefore by cutting out the history of Africa it, The other part wasn't conveyed And so therefore we have a world today That fundamentally believes that greed, ruthlessness And selfishness is the way human beings are supposed to behave And as a consequence, erect systems Or would sort of manifest those same, those, same, those same attributes For lack of a better term So clearly brother Africa, I think to, to ask your question I think that uh, you know uh, it sounds good From a philosophical point of view but the bottom line is just in terms of the problems that pervade, you know, the world in terms of values. Uh, these values that the United States holds also uh, currently exist in the minds of others uh, throughout the world. So clearly, you know, we, we got our work cut out for us in terms of uh, we, we, you know, uh, we reimagining, uh, you know, what the world could be and to illustrate to, 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 to get people to understand the importance in terms of understanding that two sides of every equation and so this the notion that greed is some of the fundamental to human beings, it has to be discounted. And that's the only the only way that's going to take place is that constant organization in which we have these discussions, these this real uh critique around, you know, what it is constant what what's constitute humanity, what's constant, constant humane relationship, what's constitutes humanity. So we have to have these kind of discussions. So if we can do that, I'm confident that we can bring about the kind of paradigm that we seek.
3: Okay, before I go to my next panelist, let me refine my question, Brother Hockey, and this is for the rest of our panelists. We're in the seat, and we're going to take the heat, as we just find it, we're going to stand behind it. This is Africa on the Moon. When we talk about uh, the conditions of the world today and look at it from a historical reference, let's say this, and we know U.S. represent or symbolize uh, the systems that dominate most of the world under the title or name Imperialism and Capitalism. If we eradicated Imperialism and Capitalism, would the world be better off? And symbolically, we know U.S. represents those systems. So I'll go to you next, Brother Maurice. Let's put a little more, refined. there that a little more. Brother Maurice, your response. And I knew what you were Yes, Brother Maurice. Brother yes, Maurice, it's yes. yours.
1: Yes I'm, yes, I'm here. I concur with Brother Hack He couldn't say it no better. I knew what you mean when you were uh, insinuating the United States of America, but, the, the, but to get to the, to the, to the bones of the, of, the, of the beef, we're talking about capitalism. We're talking about the system that the United States of America uh, operates on, and not only uh, the United States of America, the West, uh, European powers, whether it be Portugal, Portugal all the way to Belgium, all the way to France, um, this is this is this is what we're talking about when we're talking when you ask the question United States, but more specifically imperialism, and capitalism. Like we stated over and over on this show, on this platform, that capitalism, imperialism is the root of all evil. Capitalism, imperialism. This is what we. This is this is. If we destroy that, yes, it would be better. It don't matter if it was the United States of Africa. If the if if United States of Africa was functioning, which they are functioning under some of these puppets, uh, are functioning under neocolonialism, we still, you know, still catching hell on the continent. So this whole system uh, of imperialism, uh, imperialism which uh, produces ne- neocolonialism, colonialism, slavery, and you've got to look at the culture. What else it produced under capitalism? The propaganda, man. Look at the radio. What, what we on the radio? Just, just sex, killing, violence, violence. Like back to back to back, all day on on uh urban hip hop stations. It's just killing, violence, sex. Um, oh no, 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 nothing, nothing about family, nothing, nothing about community building, uh, nothing positive. Even when you look at the movies and you look at tunes and you look at video games, it's just violence, violence. Everybody want to be quote unquote gangsters, and who are the, who are the real gangsters? The gangsters are the, public, are, 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 are the uh, colonialists, the capitalists, the, the uh, president, the United States uh, vice president. I don't care if she's a, a uh, quote-unquote African woman or uh, woman of African heritage, however you want to frame it. She is still uh, working on the behalf of capitalist interests. And whenever, when you work on the behalf of capitalist interests, you're working uh... to it uh... you're working to further oppression slavery you got over six hundred thousand africans in slavery right now in mauritania why is that not talking about why are we not fighting it to, to to address that t- situation and i don't mean to go on a tangent brother africa but i'm just trying to make my point clear if you without that system of imperialism colonialism slavery we would be better off we want we wouldn't we wouldn't have to deal with uh, uh you know the the they're talking about 400 years hell we talking about since uh the, the 1400 1500s late 14 early 1500s when the portuguese came in africa all the wars we done fought all every all of the stuff that happened to us bridges going through our little africa communities and we try to build that they call black wall Street uh jackson ward harlem you got i-95 running all the way through every black community you got bridges and interstates and highways running through every little pro- prospering at one time African community destroyed so yes to answer your question yes what if capitalism and imperialism did not exist it would be a hell of a lot better
3: okay let's go to brother Moses brother Moses your response to my question would we be better off or out
8: Certainly brother Africa, there's no question we would be better without capitalism and imperialism um, the less less after money and power is is the root of all evil and um it seems that um you know we can, wishing wishing the world had developed another way is 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 not going to change the situation, so we have to accept that. What has developed has developed in the USA and Great Britain and the Industrial Revolution and and the capitalist enslavement of, of African people in order to to um, produce the wealth that they enjoy that white power structure enjoys um, that is reality and so we got to deal with it you know? and and uh, um, but yeah it would be it would be great if if it hadn't hadn't developed,
3: but it did. Thank you. And Super Illinois, your response.
5: Well, I'd like to backtrack for a moment, Brother Africa, on the Mother's Day topic. I'd like to give my condolences to the African family and their five children that died in 1985. The the mothers of three and Delicia, Africa, are still alive and never been able to bury their daughters. This is a true atrocity. And I also want to celebrate the greatest mother of Earth, and that is Mother Earth. If we do not stop the raping and pilfering of Mother Earth, we will not be able to live. After all, the mothers are the foundation of all life, and Mother Earth is our mother. So we need to pull that together. And uh, my deepest condolences once again to the uh, uh, Philadelphia family. I believe it was the Move family with that the Philadelphia police dropped a bomb on them in 1985 and annihilated them. I think they need full remuneration. They need full payback for this in cash, in education, in all resources. This is an outrage. And I see the greatest threat today to answer your question, Brother Africa, and to the public is totalitarianism, fascism, and we need to fight neo-fascism and imperialism. Capitalism obviously isn't working. But the only place that seems to be halfway working is Cuba, into the Soviet Union. What's happening in China? So, you know, uh, capitalism is a strange beast. It can operate under any system. But what we really need to fight is having people like Bolsonaro, Donald Trump, the guy in... um, Belarus, there was an election, but he wouldn't accept the person that won. What's happening in the Soviet Union with Pushkin? Is he going to be the president for life? What's happening with our brothers and sisters in the Cameroon? Is Paul going to ever allow an election? What's happening in Nigeria right now? What's happening in Yemen? People are starving. Women and children are dying. I see children dying and no one sitting there with them but their mothers. And as the brother said, what's happening in the island of Madagascar? What's happening in India? What's happening in Ethiopia? How did Ethiopia begin to be in Eritrea and Ethiopia, ancient country? What's happening to our brothers and sisters in Palestine? There's a wall built separating them from the rest of their nation, their family members. They have been committing some kind of genocide where if you're not a certain age, a husband and wife, if you live in Jerusalem and your husband lives on the West Bank, how do you get together? You can't, only by permission of the Israeli, the military settler state. So what we want and what we need to recognize this day, this Mother's Day, is that liberation isn't a particular state or country. It's about how we treat each other spiritually, about understanding that we must recognize injustice and speak against injustice and act against injustice wherever it occurs. No one, because of their political affiliation should be exempt from the atrocities that they commit. And as far as the President of the United States goes, President Biden and Vice President Harris, I'm happy to see them there instead of Donald Trump. And I do want us to stop giving welfare to the oil companies. How come they got billions of dollars during the pandemic bailout? Educate the American people. That's what you do with this farm, Brother Africa. You educate people. You people educate people. Because the people really on welfare are the big corporations. They're the ones. They got their billions of dollars doing this bailout, doing that first bailout package for the oil companies. Are you kidding? They're destroying planet Earth. We need to reduce our carbon footprint. Whoever we are, wherever we are, stop now. We can't go back and say, oh, the West was predominantly the cause of the carbon footprint. Yes, they were, but that doesn't change the scientific reality today that if we do not reduce the carbon footprint right now on planet Earth, it won't matter because we won't be here. We have to think about the children today and the children of the future. Scientists predict by 2100, there are going to be parts of the world that we accept as, know as a, a part of our community that will be underwater. There are going to be droughts like we've never seen, so we're going to be competing for food. Because if there's a drought, you can't grow any food. If you can't grow any food, you can't feed any livestock. And if you don't have any livestock, you can't feed the people. So, no, the world wouldn't be better if there weren't the United States of America. And I don't call every place America. We're all Americans. Whether you're El Salvadorian, that's in America. Whether you're a Brazilian, that's in America. The United States of America was a small country that became a great country because of the commitment of the people, of the workers. The workers and the government. But now it's been taken over and we've been living on the work and the labor of people 70 years ago. And these capitalists are destroying everything those workers built. They're building condominiums that are all electric, destroying the infrastructure of the nation's capital of the United States of America. We just saw the people in Texas freezing because they didn't address infrastructure issues to make sure that everyone had utilities. We have people in the state of New Mexico that still depend on utility co-ops for something very simple, electricity. We've seen violence against women go up globally since this pandemic. We'll talk about how it's gone up in Brazil, how it's gone up in Mexico, but it's also a problem in the United States. So the issue starts with each one of us. Imperialism is a problem, but how did we become social imperialists? It was because we all stood by and did nothing. So we are working today to change that. And as you say, and as they said in 1988, that that Black Congressional Caucus organized for survival. And I would add to that, reduce your carbon footprint. Respect women every day. And what Malcolm X said, said, he said, African-American women are the worst treated women on earth. And I know so because I was one of their abusers. That's what Malcolm X said. So I appreciate the brother bringing up and quoting Malcolm X today because he did address the issue and the suffering of African-American women in this United States. If we don't address the issues of African-American people, how can we even do anything with anyone else? And as he said, I-95 has been the displacement of African communities, in particular, the District of Columbia, used to be called the Chocolate City. In every renaissance, African-American renaissance we've seen in this country, they always shouted out, as we say in our culture, Washington, D.C., even in the Motown. African, uh, there was a renaissance in the 1960s, not only the Harlem Renaissance, but African-American culture has had numerous renaissance. We are a part of the cultural forefront of this, and uh, we are no more. We are no more. Look at the census data this year. What, What happened to the Chocolate City? You have white people moving in homes owned by African-Americans, never owned by whites, but owned by African-Americans. And as the brother said, the Urban Renewal Act of 1949 used to be called by some the Negro Removal Act. They tried to tear down Dr. King's home in Atlanta. They, they piled through uh, Southwest to do it under uh, uh, the Southwest Freeway and just destroyed communities throughout the District of Columbia. And whenever you break up neighborhoods, because families are uh, a very important part of society and families create neighborhoods, create towns, create cities, create villages, all of that. But people need to have some type of neighborhood stabilization in order to allow their children to grow and have a sense of well-being and security, and belonging. I don't need to hear about another black child stealing a cell phone in the subway. Give them damn cell phones. You know they can't afford them, and everyone needs one. Johnny can't call to say that a pedophile is trying to get me mama in the metro because there are no phone booths. So let's give them for Mother's Day. Let's get some cell phones out here in people's hands that need them the Department of Human Services to do that. Now, I noticed that when you all talk about things on this show, it happens. You talked about having Moderna make that vaccine available to everyone. Now the U.S. government is talking about doing that. We need to figure out how we can do it most effectively to advance the production of the vaccine and to advance intellectual growth amongst businesses and corporations throughout the world and yes we need to combat social imperialism for sure and the reason the dollar was strong was because people needed a currency that they could rely on and until newt ginrich that currency was the u.s dollar it's the British pound sterling, and it's also, I think it's called a yen in Japan. But what that means is that you have a stable economy where you don't have anybody doing any hanky-panky in the banks, your money don't disappear, and it's sound and secure. So people invested in dollars. Remember, currency is exchange every day. It's a commodity. People get up and they make their whole living on exchanging currency. That's what the rich, some of the rich capitalists do, you know. But, um, again, capitalism is definitely a problem. There are benefits to having a socially, a central planned economy. It serves the nation well when we have uh, socially, uh, centrally planned uh, uh, m- m- um, utilities, electricity, uh, heat, Telephones, Internet, healthcare, education. When we have a standardized curriculum that address the needs of every student everywhere where they are, the world benefits from that. And we should also encourage everyone to know that if they work, they're going to earn a livable wage and be able to live a comfortable life and have the same thing that everyone else has. And if that means getting rid of capitalism, be gone capitalism. Once again, I'd like to say to everyone, Happy Mother's Day. And remember to love your mother. Love,
3: Mother Earth. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Eleanor. As you listen to this program, one thing we will say to our listening audience, as you know that this program will create, with the air our ideals, our views, our understanding. There's no monopoly on knowledge. And one of the things about having these kind of discussion is that Many times you come to learn that you learn things based upon why you may see things differently. Even though you might hear positions that individuals may be taking, it's not necessarily positions of the whole collective. So we'd like to hear your voice, your views on many of these issues that have been articulated and stated on this program. One of the things we'll do right now, and I would like to come back later on, because that was quite a few things that Sister Eleanor raised that um do need to be addressed but i don't know if we have a chance to address them tonight but we'd like to thank her for for giving us the kind of platform that will allow us to maybe address some of these things later on as we move forward throughout this year what we're going to do right now well i would like to make one quick point when we're critiquing political systems one of the errors we don't want to make is that we judge a system that it adheres; those who claim to practice it, we need not, cannot, and should not use those individuals who claim to represent the system as the criteria of critiquing and judging systems. the system. You judge system based upon its principles and its values, not by those who claim to be practicing it. As Brother Kwame Graywell always say, if you're a Christian, you don't judge Christianity by Christians. No, you judge it based upon its principles and values. So we need not to make that mistake. So right now, what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss what's going on in our world and the community. You're going to listen to Africa on the Moon.
6: my journey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Made it through
2: my journey.
6: Made it through my journey. Hello,
2: Reno.
6: A bloodline across the waters from Benin to Salvador Bahia more pure, more alive, where death spent many lonely nights pacing the floors of his funeral parlor waiting for someone to die. Pellerino, a French word called the place of torture, became a place of strength, a place where faces of white saints became faces of black gods, where haunted visions and demons became healing visionaries and orishas from the motherland, and Jesus rejoined his kinfolk and was reborn and baptized in the sound of sensual skin turned up to dance to inspire a fire like the sun, pronouncing his presence. Pellerino was the tongue of the flame, licking the eyes of those who have tried to remain blind, shining a light on a spirit that would not be denied. No, the chains in not break the spirit, did not enslave the music of my soul, to not shackle the will of my freedom To not tarnish the glow of my gold And all the Pelorinos in Africa, in Europe, and in North and South America Cannot destroy the majesty of my people The love of my people Shining like the sun Everywhere we go Everywhere we go When the light is clear Oh, how beautiful I will be to know that I've been here and made it through my journey, yeah, and made it through my journey, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, 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 welcome back to Africa on the Move. We're in the seat. We're going to take the heat as you define it. We're going to stand behind it. We're going to now move to a transition. What's going on your world and the community? And we're going to start off with Brother Haki. Brother Haki, what's going on in your world and the community?
7: Well, Brother Africa, <clears throat> first, before I even get into this question in terms of my community, uh one of the things I just I just want to point out to my sister I I think I can certainly understand where she's coming from but historically uh when you look at uh, the things that she's alluding to when she in, ta- essentially what she's talking about is american exceptionalism so when she talks about america being great due to its workers and to the government uh the question becomes great for who uh it seems to me there's a bit of a disservice to the ancestors to call something that's fundamentally um, toward their lives, something that's fundamentally uh, treated them as less than a human being, to characterize that particular entity as something great. I I, I don't understand that one. Maybe she can elaborate more in terms of, you know, uh, her understanding in terms of greatness. Also, one of the things when you talk about American exceptionalism, let's be very very clear, most immigrants who come over here, irrespective of their color, uh, you know, uh, don't do well. You have a small minority of individuals who do quite well from immigrant groups in, in, in the society. Most don't do well. So this notion of American socialism is something that they stole the masses of people in the society to make us think that this is the greatest greatest uh, uh, country in the world. In fact, when you look at it in terms of statistically, uh, socioeconomically speaking, you look at the statistics that it particularly impact African community, they include this question in terms of American socialism simply doesn't exist. And so therefore, I'm hard-pressed to understand why you feel it does exist, and categorized America is great. Uh, one of the things I find ironic is that, you know, when you we know, talk about in terms of immigrants coming to the United States, uh, one of the things is that, um, you know, when, when the Cubans came to, to, to the, uh, from Cuba to the, to the U.S., particularly to Florida, their perception was that American exceptionalism was in fact existed. They really believed that if they came here to land of milk and honey, everything's going to be all right. Well, today most Cubans are on fixed incomes. They're on government transfers, government subsidies. Uh, but and keep in mind that even when those Cubans came over here, the CIA gave the leading Cubans three billion dollars to set up banks, and so they created a perception that Cubans were doing well. but the reality is that most the Cubans didn't do well in terms of the move to 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 florida they They were on the the belief that America was in fact exceptional, so clearly, we understand that america, america is not exceptional as far as livable wages in america that's all idealism. The reality is when you look at the history of capitalism. Specifically, in the current context, when you look at neoliberalism, this notion in terms of, you know, liberal wages is a joke. Uh, One of the things that you you stop and think about it, you have an increasing number of people who are unemployed, which means smaller number of people actually have jobs. Given those smaller number of people actually have jobs, then their wages should go, according to the marketplace, their wages should go up. Their wages don't go up, their wages go down. So if the question was a liberal wage, then explain to me how is it that with all this unemployment, the people who do have the few who do have a job, wages continue to fall. So this question in terms of liberal wage is at odds with the reality is that we talk about neoliberalism, which is all about the, the, the empowerment of financially, the empowerment of a small elite number of people in the society. In particular, we talk about the one to one tenth one percent of the population in terms of enjoying the wealth of society. So let's be very clear on this point. And so earlier when I talked about the, uh, the kind of inequality that exists around the world, when I talk about 144 nations systematically being squeezed or prevented from actually participating in world trade, when I talk about the 144 nations, we got to understand the impact it has on their economy, it has on its people. And this is a conscious decision by people in Western nations to formulate strategies, institutions, specifically for the whole purpose of undermining of economic vitality of these nations. So this notion that somehow that America is great, I don't understand it. Maybe you can explain that one to me. but let me just move forward in terms of this, my, 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 in terms of the community uh, My thing my about the Africa is that um you know the question arises you know does 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 the First Amendment actually exist in America? and even though philosophically we understand that we often talk people often talk about you know the the greatness of the first America, first amendment uh, or right of freedom of speech in America, the reality is quite something different. but in any event, I want you to check this out. And I'll try to be very, very brief because I, I talk more than I wanted to talk. But anyway, uh, the question, does the U.S. Constitution reinforce justice or is it a document in service of the ruling elites? Certainly, the definition of legal statutes have changed in a way economic elites are sole beneficiaries of, of interpretations that tend to reinforce class-based structures of which ruling elites reside at the top. Among the constitutional amendments most dear to society is the first amendment which holds as secosync assault on first amendment rights have consistently been waged by president nominations of conservative judges whose interpretation of the constitution follow a strict constructionist view of the constitution that prioritizes institutions over the will of the citizenry stacking of the court inevitably culminated in the supreme court ruling of citizens united uh equating free speech uh to money and power those who wealth would be free to use the wealth and power to magnify their voices even when there are free speech-threatened institutions, the powerful pledge to uphold. In the case of former President Trump, he openly called for rebellion at the White House over the disingenuous claim the election was stolen. Despite the complicity nature of Trump's incitement and needless deaths at the White House, no charges were brought against Trump. Now, would the poor be afforded the same non-response had they incited thousands to appear at the White House to destroy and terrorize? Certainly not. In the case of poor people, the alleged offense need not rise to the level of rioting. In the case of rapper Jamal Knox, also known as Mayhem Mal, he was sentenced between two to six years, not because he invited large crowds to carry out rioting, but because he performed lyrics in a rap song, critical of his experiences, along with co-rapper Rashid Beasley's uh, interaction with police. Collect- collectively, known as the Ghetto Superstar Committee, the duo were monitored by law enforcement on social media platforms. Initially charged with drug and gun running <clears throat> prior to trial, they wrote a song critical of police while boasting <clears throat> in these lyrics repercussions for corrupt cops and the quitting time of said cops as well as permit addresses of those same cops. Hours after the song's debut, Knox was picked up by law enforcement and charged with making threats against police. The fact Knox engaged in hyperbole because police shifts are usually staggered to prevent knowledge of their whereabouts, and the address of cops residing outside the presidency, of coverage will be difficult to obtain, corroborates Knox was employing fantasy, preferably to attract clicks to his webpage. Local local trial court disagreed, and he was found guilty of making a legitimate threat. The case was appealed by the Cato Institute, a libertarian think tank, joining the defense to protect First Amendment freedoms. The State Supreme Court of Pennsylvania agreed with a lower court ruling stating a true threat was rightly adjudicated. Uh, that First Amendment does not apply to exaggerated speech. A legal brief filed to the U.S. Supreme Court by the Rutherford Institute, also a libertarian organization, Decatur Institute, along with numerous attorneys citing First Amendment violations, was turned down by the U.S. Supreme Court. The truth threat ruling was allowed to stand. Implications for speech, specific, specific for artistic expression, has very broad implications. Art specifically exists to society, and in which society is compelled to hold the mirror to itself. Now, with the ruling, any attempt to criticize society, police included, may well be seen as threatening. Under this context, the winners are surely those committed to the continuation of the status quo. On the other hand, those committed to the paradigm shifts will find it increasingly difficult to advocate for a just world in which language or use of language is weaponized. And I have some additional information, but I'm going to close with that, Brother Africa, because I've been talking long enough. But uh, I just would like Sister Eleanor to to address my concerns, uh, if you please.
3: What we're going to do, Brother Hacking and panelists, we will have time later on where people can address any concerns that has uh, has been articulated on today's program. So next, we can go to Brother Maurice. Brother Maurice, what's going on in your world and the community? This is for Brother Maurice.
1: Yes brother African uh yes a couple things and I try I try to be brief as possible um first thing is is an article that was in a Associated Press um by writer uh Mihir Swab Sharma he is also a Bloomberg opinion columnist he is, he is also a senior fellow of the Observer Research Foundation in New Delhi so this is or that how, how you want to uh pronounce it he did an article about speaking about capitalism. He stated that the 2008 crash tested financial globalization. And I just want to be clear, he, he is not only about capitalism, he is express, expressing in his article uh, the dying of capitalism, capitalism dying. Um, he stated that the 2008 crash tested financial globalization and And 2020, the chaos chaos of the early months of the covid-19 pandemic led many to question the world's dependence on complex global supply chains these past 3 months however as vaccination programs have taken off in some parts of the world and stalled in others have raised even deeper doubts about globalization imperialism and the capitalist system unless governments act soon capitalism itself could face a crisis of credit credibil- uh, credibility as Brother Haki has expressed numerous times on this platform, argument he continues to state, the greatest argument in favor of regulated markets is that they manage production better than any other system. And this is, this is him speaking. Done properly, regulated market capitalism is supposed to match supply and demand and provide the right incentives. Productive capacity is built, not wasted. This is his word. Buyers and sellers are connected. Innovation thrives and benefits everyone. But right now, his words, that's not the case. This isn't about inequality, which we always knew capitalism could create. This is his words. It's about an uh, in, uh, in efficiency. Excuse my pronunciation, which capitalism is supposed to avoid. An efficiency. Uh, my apologies was struggling with that uh, pronunciation. He concludes by stating in the article, unless we can scale up our response soon, capitalism capitalism's reputation could take a bigger hit in 2021 than in 2008 or in 1929 referring to uh the great depression. Now this is him, this is I don't I don't know I'm I'm not clear of his uh politics, but I am clear that of his fear I don't know if it's fear or if his knowledge of saying stating that capitalism is a dying system. That's the first uh community affairs that i want to eject i'm gonna be long when it's possible i got two more uh uh issues and i'm gonna conclude next is the issue uh dealing with repu uh, uh uh reparations in chicago in the chicago suburb right uh Evanston, illinois is giving eligible black residents 25,000 housing grants for down payments repairs of existing mortgage mortgages this year, go back to the banks. It will. But the money will go back to the banks. Um, although the approach is considered a model, and homeowners like, uh, like one one citizen they spoke about in the article, are ready to apply. Some black residents say the effort falls short, and true atonement hasn't begun. So this, this is what this is what uh, is going on in Chicago: false reparations. And I just want to be clear. Uh, the United States of America, the Western powers would not ever give real, true reparations in its true form. Because if if you're going to give us reparations, give something that you stolen from Africans in the first place, and we continue to catch hell on all avenues and corners of the earth, uh, they would be bankrupt, and they would, and capitalism would be deceased. We, the only true reparations is revolution, uh, class, uh, class struggle. Um, I can, and I'm going to conclude with the next issue We've been talking about Just to, uh quote, Sister Eleanor She talks, She spoke about the Congressional Black Caucus Had a statement or, 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 or A slogan Organized for Survival I just want to be clear in connection to the next issue Community Affair that I'm going to bring about uh, The slogan Organized for Survival Was motivated by the, uh, Was uh, inspired by the Congressional Black uh, Caucus And that, that slogan was 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 adopted from the people, from the, for, to be more specific, from the Black Power movement of that time, of that 60s, of the 60s and the 70s. That's what uh, this term "organized for survival" stemmed from. So I just want to make that known and make that clear. Now, to conclude this final community affair, when we talk about Black visibility, uh, you had an article, the young uh, article about in the, in the Wall Street. About a the youngest fem the youngest black the youngest female trader in Wall Street history is a 26 year old black woman who is on the path now. This is the title of the article: Becoming the the new face of finance. This uh sister, this, this is this is this is they the, and we talk. We, this is Mother's Day. We celebrate woman right, womanhood. Now this is what capitalism is doing, and this is what the black this is the black capitalism is not <laughs> is not. Uh, is not, not the solution Kwame Ture stated Formerly known as Stokely Carmichael Black visibility is not black power So let me give you the true definition Of black power Kwame Ture's definition Black power is part of the world rebellion Of the oppressed against the oppressor Of the exploited Against the exploiter It is linked with the pan-African struggle For unity on the African continent And with all of those Who strive to establish a socialist society. Not this uh, first Tanzania uh, also occurring event. All this is really related to this black visible, uh, uh, visibility, this black uh, bourgeoisie, black elitism, black capitalism. This is what we're talking about. You got a first woman president sworn in as Tanzania, in Tanzania in Africa, right? On top of that, you in, in the same, and this is all concurrent news going on in the same time frame that they're putting out to the masses of people, right? In the midst uh the uprisings the 2020 uprisings in response to breonna taylor ahmed aubrey to uh george floyd all of this going on right you have uh Tashara jones uh becoming a female uh black mayor in st louis right so and i'm not knocking these sisters what i'm knocking like brother lee st- brother african stated earlier i'm knocking the system that utilizes black faces to portray uh false notion of black power, false notion of we moving forward. As I said, as I stated, what the great climate to race stated, black visibility is not black power, and I'm going to already explain the true uh, meaning of black power. So I just wanted to make make this known. So I'm just saying, like, uh, individualism is not, is, not, is not what we should be striving for. Oh man, uh, black excellence, <laughs> black this term black excellence. Uh, the talented tenth. No, that's not what we're striving for. We're not striving for to go in the White House. Many Africans that went in the White White House. I, we should learn. We should learn from Jesse Jackson. Uh, that going in the White House is not going to solve the issue of poor people, and is not going to solve the issues of African people. Kwame Ture said stated stated best. You cannot receive. Uh uh you cannot kill oppression from the top. You have to kill it from the bottom on up, bottom on up, not from the top, and I conclude. All
3: right, thank you, Brother Bobby. Next we're going to Brother Moses. Brother Moses, what's going on in your world
8: and the community, Brother Moses? Yeah, um um I think, you know, like we have to understand that um we need people in responsible positions. Um, who think like we think and um uh, and um you know so that, that you know, I don't want to be any misunderstanding about that. Uh but uh you know, the system is is a, like a plantation and it's it's, a, it's already set. It it does it it exploits the labor of the political economy and uh and it's a set system, capitalism and imperialism. And um, check out the real situations. Bob Marley said, "Nation fight against nation," and so even in capitalism, there's all these contradictions of of national interests and and um, sexism, racism, um, xenophobia. All these factors figure into how how goods and services get distributed in in the political economy, and so um, we have. We have an obligation to, to to practice what we preach in terms of uh Marxism, Leninism and for me Marxism Leninism i say on thought. But uh um I um I have a understanding of the world. I have it's like a puzzle, you know, that's been put together in uh in my mind and I have a concrete picture of what needs to be done uh, and uh, you know don't know, Miss Johnson speaks she speaks a lot of facts, you know. She's she's very good. I mean, we can learn a lot from Eleanor, uh, and I have I have learned a lot from elder over the years. I'm I've known Eleanor since 1972, and um, and, but anyway, um, um, we we have to we have to have that puzzle put together. We can't. It's not enough to have have facts here distributed here and there. We have to know where those facts put, put into the whole puzzle. And that's what Marxism, Leninism, Mao Zedong-Thor teaches. And it's, it's, a, it's a dialectical historical materialism because it was it was developed in this struggle over the years, combating and trying to build socialism, scientific socialism. And so, um, you know, um, I think, you know, right now, you know, the, the Palestinian people, uh, in a, a real bad situation and, uh, and, you know, we, billions of dollars are going to, to keep this government propped up, this, this, this project, this, uh, Zionist project propped up. And, um it's unfortunate that the Christian community is the main community that, that, that supports it. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it right there. Um, there's a lot going on, but, you know, we have to continue to study. I think that's the thing. We have to study, study, study. Um, I'm into Marx, Engels, the Stalin, and Mao Zedong thought, but I'm learning about Parme Turay and and to uh, Turay and um um. I'll leave right the and,
3: and rest it for yeah. you. Got it, yeah. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Thank, you, brother.
1: <laughs> thank you, Thank you. <laughs>
3: hey, All right. no problem go Sister Illinois. Sister Illinois, What's going on in your world and the communities? The mic is yours. Well,
2: um,
5: thank you once again. Africa on the move and Brother Africa. Um, my biggest concern remains uh the pandemic. Uh we see what's happening in India. India had been a primary exporter of vaccines to uh africa and asia and they declined the the distribution efforts because of the uh complete collapse of what seems to be the medical system there they're just overwhelmed they continue to be huge assemblies where people organize and get together and they're not wearing masks and that thing but we can't blame the indian people for the pandemic What we have to do is begin to assist everyone with becoming vaccinated. If we don't, those of us who have been vaccinated uh, will lose everything and everyone else will. We'll continue to die. And this is not a nation-state phenomena. This is a global phenomenon, and I really think it needs to be addressed, and it could be best addressed, in my opinion, by uh, having Moderna uh, relieve its proprietary uh, information, make it available to all pharmaceutical companies globally, and also to lift the embargo against Cuba. I see Cuba as the most progressive uh, government on the planet, uh, their policy of educating from the from the crib to death. Look what marvellous results have resulted in that. And when I spoke about the U.S., I understand what it is to be a descendant of slaves, and I understand black oppression. However, the, all through the Americas. This was the policy. This was a Protestant country, so they didn't have the miscegenation of the races that Central and South America had. The Catholic Church believes that men and women should get married. And i tell you something. It reminds me of the old religion on this Mother's Day, Judaism. And uh, they say that you cannot be a part of an organization or a man cannot begin to learn and be a part of any organization until he has a wife, a family together. How are you going to help anybody else? So, you know, this is a beautiful day, a beautiful program. I uh, just say love women and children every day. Help a senior citizen when you see them, whether they need to cross the street or hold the door, do it. And, yes, we need to combat this outrageous capitalism. Look at Jeff Bezos. We we couldn't manage to get a union going with Amazon. I tell you what I'm doing, I'm not buying anything from Amazon. People tell me, well, you'll have to pay more, you'll have to do that. Well, maybe I'll buy less and pay more, but I damn sure ain't supporting some billionaire oppression of workers. So I try to do what I can every day. And I really do believe that through registering people to vote, organizing people, and having folks run for public office, that you change the world. I've seen in the District of Columbia advisory neighborhood commissioners change their whole community. Look what Marion Barry, the late Marion Barry did in the District of Columbia. He made the district an amnesty city before anybody thought about amnesty, before there was any need for amnesty. No one in the District of Columbia until Donald Trump ever saw ICE. We didn't know what the hell ICE was. So it does make a difference who's in office, and and, and we need to have people that support our views. That means when I say ours, I mean the views of the people I'm not talking about that one percent or that middle class that feels like they're a part of it but one thing about capitalism or any economy the, the poor they're capitalists with zero in their pocket who will tell you that capitalism is working for them so it's not it's capitalism is a class struggle, but it's an educational issue to um, educate the people as to what uh, can be and what should be expected of government and what great nations can do. So we reduce our carbon footprint, we increase wages, we centralize certain... um, Functions, again, such as utilities, education, health care, food distribution, support farmers. Right now, we, we this country has been taken over by industrial farms. We now have social industrial prisons. The prisons are running for profit. So we have slaves in prisons. Black people are the number one people in prison. We need to re-examine all of these things. We need to have these tens of thousands of African Americans who have criminal records for having marijuana have their records expunged. Now that everyone knows, fifteen states have legalized marijuana. Let's go back and expunge the records of everyone, the living and the dead, so their family can live in peace. And also, brother Africa. Um, I've been looking at the M- MOVE group in Philadelphia and the fact that those five children, four girls and one boy, have never been properly buried. And the reality that the social an- anthropology is, 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 is just racist. We're not digging up Europeans. We're digging up Africans. We're not, these children are African American. Why can't they be interned? Why can't they have a proper burial? I've watched cemeteries be moved for shopping centers to be built. It's a shame on the family. And if the family mentions that their loved one was moved so that a shopping center could be built, instead of people saying, let's rally around that. Let's Let's make that known. Let's write articles. Let's publicize this. They go, Ooh, something wrong with your family. My family's buried at cemetery so and so for now. You know, and so we really need to love each other, appreciate each other. And I I I love listening and learning from you people. And I do believe that we need something other than the government that we have in this United States right now. It's destroying the nation. As I said, we're not living on what these billionaires have produced. They're living on what we've produced. The highways that they use were produced by the workers of the United States. They're not helping build the infrastructure. I noticed that when they build a new condominium and tear up your alley and sidewalk, the developer doesn't take responsibility for repairing that alley and sidewalk, but if you get a progressive legislature where, where they're doing this, they can make them responsible and hold them economically responsible for taking responsibility, financial responsibility, for the damage they do to the public property. That includes your infrastructure, Um, from your sewers, your water systems, gas lines, electrical lines, the sidewalks and the roads, as I say. So we have a duty to run persons for public office that take responsibility for stopping these egregious actions. And we can do it. We've seen it done before. We've seen in the district, in the District of Columbia, the statehood movement was here when it was a black city. But everyone said as long as Washington, D.C. is the black city, we'll never have statehood. That's what everyone believed. But while they had a city council and a mayor, they were able to make sure every citizen could have health care. They tried to give the city a centralized curricula, curriculum. The curricula that was developed had to educate all children the same way. We found that the children in white neighborhoods had access to certain materials that children in other neighborhoods, children of color, African-American children, and brown children did not have even though we were spending almost a billion dollars in the district on educating children? How come we have such a high dropout rate? Why don't we have a city full of college graduates? These questions can be answered by taking them to the city council, by taking them to the mayor, and making those people be accountable. And we can do that. And I understand, and maybe i don't understand what when I think of revolution, I think of people out in the street with guns and tanks well i don't i don't know whether or not the people I believe the people politically can change the government, but i don't know if we're we don't have the equipment to fight a war against our government. And we saw these Trump people wanting to fight a war. I saw this week, Brother Africa, that there's a shortage of bullets in the region. And someone had put on the Internet that it was the government that was stopping the production of ammunition. No, it's not. It's these weirdos with guns hoarding bullets, buying every bullet on the shelf. To shoot who? Me? Their neighbor? God, and I stand with the people, and united the people can never be defeated, and I don't walk in fear any day that someone's going to execute me, simply because I believe the people united is what stops that type of behavior, and we did it last November when we made Joseph Biden the President of the United States, because the people had a choice. Countries like New Zealand may have six political parties. I think in Ireland there may be 11 or more. But the Irish people stand united with African American people in African American struggle. And as I said earlier, Malcolm X said the most
2: abused
5: person on earth was the African American woman. We need to ask ourselves, why is that? Is that all social imperialism? Is that all capitalism? Or do we have any accountability or any responsibility? Because remember, a few may be guilty, but we're all responsible. And that means that if we take action, we can affect positive change. And we all have this opportunity every day to do something good for someone else because when we help one, we help everyone. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Sister Eleanor. Next we're going to, I believe, we have Sister Shirley on. So we're going to, Sister Shirley, call 0796. What's going on in your world in the community? 0796. Call O seven nine six. Would you like to speak to what's going on in your world and community? Let's move on. Okay, we go to call brother Anthony, we see you there. Welcome to Africa on the move and what's going on in your world and the community. Brother Anthony.
9: Uh several things. Uh several things I'm concerned about and I wanna follow up on what was said earlier. <clears throat> uh one is the, the the increasing amount of violence being perpetrated per, uh, against uh africans particularly african youth inside the us and throughout the diaspora for that matter but uh in particular uh you know uh it seems like um uh every other week we hear about another uh, uh another case of of uh police brutality with uh you know with an african as the uh, victim also uh also uh the uh the attacks against uh the uh the asians that that, that chose to live in the us it's also a concern because uh it seems as if uh, you know, uh Trump's uh, xen- uh, uh xenophobia lasted past his term in office. And uh Asians are, are, are being blamed for the coronavirus. And uh you know, and uh, you know, our, our Asians are being arbitrarily attacked uh in uh uh throughout the u s and uh you know and that's a concern uh you know for 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 me that uh that uh, that people are using the pandemic as an excuse to perpetuate perpetuate attacks against uh different ethnic uh groups inside the u s also, uh, I wanted to uh, reflect on um, some observations that were made earlier about, uh, you know, uh, about, uh, you know, uh, you know, running candidates for political office, which is uh, which is possible, but we can only affect reform in our current state of disorganization. Only a people organized can bring about real change in society. That's why is is very important uh, that Africans get organized uh, because uh in our current state, our total dependence upon the duopoly. We've gotten a bunch of reforms over, uh, over the, the, the century and a quarter that we've, uh, that we've had the right to vote. But it has not improved uh, the living conditions of the masses of our people who suffer from uh, poverty, unemployment, and uh, miseducation and uh, the only and the only way to resolve that is through permanent mass organization and i I concur with the observation that working together the masses can uh change history and do change history, but we have to be organized in order to bring about change uh that is permanent. And uh, and 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 last longer than a generation or so, and uh, you know, and those are some of my concerns uh, tonight. Also, we're organizing the All African People's Revolutionary Party GC in conjunction with the National Council of Arab Americans is organizing African Liberation Day slash Palestine Day Napa on may twenty second twenty twenty one and i think uh this year is one unified socialist africa one palestine because uh because by keeping us divided along these uh uh you know uh sectarian and religious and uh linguistic lines it continues. It, it perpetuates our suffering and destruction. So we must unite, and uh, and uh, and uh, uh, and as uh, one unified uh, socialist Africa is the only viable solu- solution for African people throughout the world. One Palestine is the only viable solution for Palestinians in Palestine and in the Palestinian diaspora throughout the world. So we must intensify our level of organization. And uh, pan-Africanism is the solution uh, to the problems of African people worldwide.
3: Brother Anthony, I want you to hold your thought. We would like to come back to you a little later and discuss the upcoming African Liberation Day. So let's take this next caller. They've been waiting patiently. Caller, your last four numbers are 4600. Caller, your last four numbers are 4600. What's going on in your world, the community, Caller?
10: 4600. Well, what's going on in my world? Listen listening to the conversation. And the uh, lady that previously spoke, I agree with some of the things that she laid out I Forget her name. I think it begins with an E. I agree with her view on because capitalism. Sister Eleanor. Sister Eleanor, I'm sorry. I agree on her mm-hmm. view on capitalism and that the United States is great. I disagree on her with Joe Biden. I'm a Donald Trump supporter myself, <clears throat> and uh, that's people's choices. She made a good point on education because when you look at the education of native blacks in the United States they're true. It's very deplorable. You know, I think I've called in before and talked to you about my efforts to try to create more engineers especially those that can qualify for what they call STEM and supporting the National Society of Black Engineers and the these black STEM graduates get hired, employed, right off the bat in the $60,000, a year jobs. I witnessed at one convention with Norfolk Grumman where they hired over 400 two years in a row. In 2017, 2018, 2019, Lockheed Martin hired over 400 for their programs. Not to exclude the hundreds, probably thousands of others that was being hired by other corporations that was there in attendance. So education is of major importance, especially in the areas that's in high demand. These engineers are being hired by the likes of GE, of course, Exxon, and Lockheed, like I mentioned. Your Chevron, your shells, your... Caterpillars, Goldman Sachs, to Department of Defense, CIA, and FBI. They need to get some good people in that latter one, the way they have performed here lately. And she made a good point about Mary Berry. Barry. Mary and Barry done a very good job at uh, helping disadvantaged businesses black businesses, as did Maynard Jackson in Atlanta. Someone earlier missing made mention of Tresher Jones, the first black female mayor in Saint Louis. I knew her father, I know her father Vervis, when he was the first black controller in St. Louis for the city. He'd done an excellent job too working with first black mayor, Freeman Bosley, Junior and helping to create the things that was needed for black business, especially those in commercial structure, which I was in, had access and the ability to have sort of a carte blanche on certain projects that was going on in the city. So I strongly believe in capitalism. Those that don't, that's no, know, they're prerogatives. I have nothing against them because they have worked for me and my family and many others that I know of. And also that industry itself, commercial construction. Why well, erected office buildings, bridges, industrial plants like Chrysler and Ford? And there's others out there who've also done good at the time because the uh, industry is is cycling. It goes in cycles. So I appreciate what the lady said. And you know, another thing, you talk about the cemetery. Blackstone's take care of their own cemetery. There's a cemetery down there in Louisiana. And I think it's called Sweet Olive. And that cemetery has been told this repair it goes back to the 1850s. And others are not going to come in and take care of other people's cemeteries, especially something like that when it's historic. you got to take care of that yourself. Now, there are groups that do. And I was reading about one lady named Makita. I didn't get her last name, but they show pictures of her out there with a push more cutting grass. So I just want to add that, and I appreciate the information that I'm hearing Although a lot of it I don't agree with, but that I do, I have made reference to. Thank you very much.
3: Carl. we must say you have been very consistent, so we can keep that credit. So no problem. Thank you for calling in. and the NN. been a part of any program, Carl. We thank you very much. Um, what we're going to do right now, you listen to Africa on to Move. If you have any questions or comments and like to share what's going on in your world community, please call 323-679-0841 and hit one, and we will acknowledge your last four numbers. Hit one, and we will acknowledge your last four numbers. Clearly right now, what we're going to do right now, we're going to have to send this program to a two. This is what freedom looks like in the U.S. But before we make this transition for today, I would like to go back to all of my participants and I would like to have them to maybe take some time off and give some perspective on some of the things that they may have heard said today, and they would like to share some of their thoughts on it. We have a caller right here. Maybe would like to make a comment on what's going on in our world today. We can take this caller. The last one number is 9435, caller 9435. Welcome to F on the Move, your question accounting, please. Nine four three five.
4: Oh. Brother Africa, thank you. I've Welcome, brother. How are you doing? I've been fine. I've been fine. And the struggle of course continues. As you can see, many of our people are still confused and they tend to analyze situation based on of course, the methods of analysis that they learned in traditional U.S. schools. And those methods can only lead you to come up with conclusions that the methods intend you to come up with. For example, if you are taught to look at situations and say that the way to benefit in this society is to make profit and to make making profit primary, then you will do whatever to make profit. And in that place, you then fall into the pitfalls of all of the evil vices that people talks about many times, drugs, prostitution, you name it. On the other hand, there's other methods of looking at the world, and these other methods you don't learn in US schools, and as such, many people in America are not aware of them. That is unfortunate. One of the things that helps that, since the school will not give it to you, is to read. And the more people read, the better it is. The more people read, the more they will know. I I would like to say that today I heard uh, Brother Anthony talk about African Liberation Day. And this event is an event that takes place once a year. It is an institution in the black community today It is such an institution that not just one organization, but many organizations celebrate this manifestation of African Liberation Day. But African Liberation Day takes the position that Africa as a continent is not free. And because it's not free, it cannot be united because only freedom will bring this unity. So it intend to come to the masses of the people once a year to give reports on exactly what you just called for, what is happening in your neck of the woods, what is happening in West Papua, with the Africans there? What is happening to the Africans in Ghana, in South Africa? And what is happening to the other oppressed people in the world who are also struggling against imperialism led by the United States? I think that it behooves us information wherever we can. African Liberation Day is one method of getting this information of finding out first-hand, not second-hand, not third-hand, but first-hand from people who are participating in, on the ground in struggles that are taking place around the world, if for no other reason. We should come to African Liberation Day to get information like that. But even more than that, I think we must come to African Liberation Day to support those organizations and those groups who are struggling in Africa and around the world against imperialism and against their puppets, neocolonialism. And the way to find out who these people are, one way to find that out, is by coming to African Liberation Day. So... I would think that we have to fight miseducation. We have to fight confusion. We have to fight political illiteracy. We have to fight nonsense. And to do this, we must make a particular effort. Political education, clearing confusion, clearing miseducation, will not fall from the sky. It's something that we have to work at, just like we work at getting educated in this system and hoping that we can get a good job working for warmongers like uh, all of these corporations that I think our brother just mentioned. Most of them profit basically from war. The CIA, what is their role? going around the world, creating this disinformation and confusion to divide people so that they can control the resources of different countries instead of the people who own these countries controlling their own resources. So, again, I would encourage my brother and my sisters out there to please attend African Liberation Day. And this year, I understand that it is being held by way of Zoom, so you hardly have to get out your house. You don't have to take off your pajamas. You can attend African Liberation Day and get this information right in front of you from your telephone or from your computer. Again, Hmm. my brother, I thank you for allowing clarity and allowing for the difference of opinions, etc., that occur on your show.
3: Thank you very much. Well, thank you for your comments to today's program. We thank you. And speaking about African Liberation Day, Brother Anthony, maybe you can clarify to a listening audience how can they participate this year um, for African Liberation Day and why y'all chose that theme again, Brother Anthony?
9: yes um we chose the, the that's the the theme first of all let me go into how people can participate in african liberation day as uh as uh brother bamboshi mentioned uh is being uh is being uh done through uh over zoom so if you have a uh phone or computer access you can check it out without having to travel anywhere, and uh, and uh, is go- is scheduled from noon to three p.m. I, th- I think. And uh, the reason why we chose this theme is because um, um, not by a Palestine Day. Just to give a little background falls close to the day we've mm-hmm. been commemorating uh African Liberation Day uh since um uh, uh the founding of the OAU back in nineteen sixty three. Uh and uh and that's one reason. And also uh let's see the the Palestinians and Africans face uh, similar forms of oppression. Uh, And uh, right now, uh, the Palestinians bear the brunt of the effects of Zionism. However, that affects uh, Africans as well. And to give one example of that, uh, a lot of cities in the U.S., send their police to the Zionist uh to, to to Palestine for training in uh in uh by uh Zionist uh, soldiers in how to uh oppress Palestinians. They bring those practices back to the US
7: and
9: uh and that's how um uh, you know uh, jo- uh george F- uh floyd got got uh became a victim of of a knee on the neck by uh Chauvin. and uh let's see so uh you know so so this is very, very important and also it's only through permanent political unification and organization that we can defeat our enemies and also and make our contribution to the advancement of humanity by achieving uh a pan-africanism which is the total liberation and unification of Africa under scientific socialism and in order to uh, and and only a unified socialist africa can defeat all of Africa's enemies, in whatever form they occur, including imperialism, all men, all other manifestations of capitalism and exploitation, and Zionism. And uh, people mm-hmm. can find out more by visiting our website at wwwa a-aprp-gc. And you can find out more information About how to check out African Liberation Day Not by And the
3: name of your organization Above Africa
9: Yeah, the All African People's Revolutionary Party GC And we are the uh, Inheritors and Continuators of the works Ideas and practices Of Kwame Nkrumah Ahmed Secretary and Kwame
3: All right. We are swearing doors to this institution after Liberation Day, so definitely, definitely put on your calendar, May 22nd from 12 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, yes. Sign in, join in, and check out, because remember, well our information you can't think and our organization can't think clearly. So you will have a lot of rubbish and progressive organizations where you will have a chance to communicate with direct. So put down your agenda, share it with your network, and support African Liberation Day 2021 under the banner of the AAPRPGC. Now, what we're going to do at this point in time, there has been many things discussed on what's going on with our world community. I know there might may have, may have won't be some discourse on some of the things that, that has been stated. What we're going to do is give everybody a chance to do that and give, give us their final thoughts when we come back. This is Africa on the Moon.
0: If you think of the Middle East in this modern time, you can't help but say the word Palestine. People there have lost their land Some have lost their home. They live in other countries. Their freedom almost gone. Palestine Palestine needs her freedom. freedom. Palestine Palestine needs our love. Needs our love. Palestine. Palestine. Needs her freedom. freedom. Palestine. Palestine. Needs our love. love. There seems to be no answer to give us the reason why. People cannot live, so no one has to die. We've got to take a stand for freedom. Take a stand for truth, take a stand for justice, that's what we've got to do. Cause Palestine Palestine needs her freedom, freedom. Palestine Palestine needs our love, needs our love, Palestine. Palestine Palestine. needs her freedom, freedom. Palestine Palestine. Palestine. needs our love.
3: Glad to welcome you back to Africa on the Moon. Our theme tonight is This is What Freedom Looks Like in the U.S. This is the first part of a two-part series. We will continue the discussion next week. So we want you to tune in next Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, U.S. As always, we're in the seat. We're going to take the heat. If we find it, we're going to stand behind it right now. There might be some rebuttals or some issues or thoughts or issues that have been articulated tonight that others may want to speak to it. We'll give you ample enough time to speak to it, and then we'd like to have your final thoughts. We first would like to start off with Brother Moses. Brother Moses, anything you'd like to share or respond to that you have heard so far, and give us your final thoughts for the night as well. Brother Moses, the mic is yours.
8: Thank you, thank you, brother. Africa and Redemption Song, Redemption Song. But uh, let me let me just say it's um it's good to be heard and uh, and to be able to hear people and who who have viewpoints of of this monster we are faced with and it, it is like uh, brother Haki often says, unravel the matrix and uh, you know um. At some point, we have to have a, 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 a view of government. I'm, when I talk about Marxism, Leninism, another Maoist James thought. I'm talking about a view of government, and because uh, that's what politics is all about. The rest of it is just you know philosophy and, and different ideas and whatever. But 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 when the tie hits the road, it's about government and about how you govern. And what about compassion empathy altruism, and trying to get that in in place uh and in responsible and accountable positions and uh scientific socialism is 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 a practical uh struggle and uh and, you know the the means should justify the ends ultimately in my mind so we shouldn't we shouldn't just participate in, in, in everything uh, that imperialism and capitalism has to offer, uh, as um, the brother alluded to earlier. You know, because um, you know, opportunism is is a is a problem that's within the working class movement. Uh, we have to have political conscience, keep politics in command. You know, keep the eyes on the prize and, and uh and politics in command and. And uh, who are our friends? Who are our enemies? Will be we found in that struggle, in this class struggle. And uh, anyway, I'm, there's there's I'm gonna leave it right there. It was, it's been a good good evening, and I thank you once again. And I look forward to another week. Thank you. Thank you,
3: Brother Moses. Next, we're gonna go do Brother Maurice. Anything you you like to share, brother Maurice? You want to speak to? We may have ticket articulate tonight, and also give us your final thoughts for tonight. We now will turn the mic over to you, brother Maurice.
1: Yes, um, and I apologize in advance if I be too long with it, because I know we're on a set time and and the show is about to be cut off. But to the brother, the conservative brother who called in, uh, I just want to re- uh, 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 make a quick point to what he stated that blacks do not clean their own uh cemetery. That's a that's a that's a lie and that's a bunch of bull crap. Because I was out there yesterday, yesterday putting marks down on our beloved Richmond African burial ground and slave trail in, 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 in Richmond, Virginia. And not only that, I participated with Africans fighting to reclaim our African burial ground in soccer Bottom in Richmond in, in Richmond, Virginia as well. So when he when he make that claim that Africans don't 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 care about their uh ancestors burial ground, it's a bunch of uh, bull, bull bull yes. you know. I'm not even going to use uh curse language, but I think I make my point clear. Uh second uh uh second point I want to make to the brother's comment about uh workers being happy if you will of capitalism that they have said good things about capitalism, that is also another form of bull crap. Uh, because go ask those. He 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 made a statement in regard to the to the workers in the auto industry, of uh, Chrysler and Dodge. I would urge the brother to please do your research about the Dodge Revolutionary Union movement. Please do your research about the women who and the African workers, Black workers, however you want to frame it, African workers who are catching hell hell in the general in the factories of General Motors. Uh, please go ask them how they feel about their, their 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 place of employment in the system of capitalism we operate operate on. And last but not least, uh, I can well, one more point about bourgeois politics. Uh I was also under that belief that I can go run for all local office and I can make great changes. Um but after going to college and majoring in 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 uh political science and and interning for delegates in the, in the General Assembly, I came to understand quickly that as, as if I want to make true change, as we call it, true uh, 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 progress for my people and poor people, this is not going to be the road to go. This is going to only bring re- reforms and Band-Aids, uh, Band-Aids to, the, to, the, to the real issues. It's not going to really, It's not it's, 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 like Malcolm said, it's not even going to pull a knife, the, knife out, knife, the knife out of his back, out of our back six inches. Um, last but not least, Africans. Malcolm, uh, uh, the sister kept saying, African American, African American. Malcolm made it clear that if you put kittens in a oven, they are not biscuits. So if you put Africans in, in Brazil, they are not Brazil Af- Brazilian African. Af- uh, they're not Brazilian African or whatever. You can't. If you put African American, we're not African American. We're African. I'm a proud African. And I think, and I know uh, from uh, being a student of Malcolm X, Malcolm X was quite clear on that term African. He was a proud African, and in 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 the, and the uh, previous quote, African woman, African is the is the most oppressed person in society. I think he was quite clear. Um, he did not narrow. He wasn't. He didn't have uh, narrow nationalism into just saying that African American. Uh, and I'm not criticizing. And I'm not being arrogant as uh bourgeois the bourgeois element are they are arrogant when they give their presentation and that's and I don't want to come off that way. I'm just frustrated and I'm angry at this system and uh that 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 the brother uh vo spoke on it brings confusion and it brings unorgan organization and this is what we're dealing with but i I, I love the sister, sister uh commitment and I love the sister um statement. When she stated that men could be great organizers, and I'm 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 paraphrasing about uh, uh, you know organizing because family is an organization, organizing your wives, your children, yes, yeah, that's that's great organization. You have to that's where organization starts in the family. I agree, and I conclude with that.
3: Thank you, my brother Brother Haki, any final thoughts on what may have been articulated, and your final thoughts for tonight. night, brother Haki.
7: Yeah, well, let me just first of, first of all say that, you know, if you're going to call in an attempt to bamboozle us with nonsense, I suggest you be a bit more um, informed, a bit more intelligent in terms of your attempt to deceive us. It seems to me this brother called in a lot, and he should know by now that, you know, you simply can't say anything, uh, you know, unless it's supported, you know, by the evidence. So clearly this notion, in fact, that when you talk about STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math, When you're talking about 40,000, you know, African uh, STEM uh, candidates were hired by corporations. that's baloney. The bottom line, there's a uh, chart that was published by the uh, University of Oklahoma between 2000 and 2018. It was followed up by a report by Gary Hoover, also University of Oklahoma, between 2019 and 2020, and it states that out of 100,000 candidates in STEM, 238 were African. So of those 238, those individuals did not complete the STEM program. The ones who actually, the Africans who actually completed the STEM program, came down to 161 out of 100,000, 100, earning either a BS or a master's degree. Uh, clearly, so this 40,000 that he's talking about, it was it's imaginary. It doesn't exist. This guy's whole thing is to prop up capitalism at, at the all cost, and he's not concerned about the, the ramifications in terms of capitalism plunder of the community, because he he's not concerned about that. He's an individualist. His position is that he's make, apparently he's making a few dollars, and so therefore in his mind, everything is fine. Well, hopefully, you know, uh, the masses of African people understand the inherent threat confronting the African community and understand that if we don't work together to collectively confront this situation, then there's no, there's no real remedy for us in terms of surviving society. So clearly I would appreciate in the future, you know, you know if, you, if you're going to try to employ propaganda with us, be a bit more intelligent with your propaganda, because clearly, you know, brother, you you call you say a lot of outrageous, inane kinds of things, and you do it all the time. And quite frankly, you know, I get it. Just it just it just disgusts me, because I know you're not you're not sincere. You're simply saying that for effect. You're saying that simply, you know, to uh, somehow uh, uh, um, to get people to try to dismiss what we have to say. Now, if you really want to engage in discourse, then what you do is then you. You raise precisely the points that we raise that you're in a disagreement with and we can have a discussion Don't play these stupid-ass games where you said some inane stupid things like 40,000 people in the African community who are part of STEM Or get jobs yearly when you know that's not the damn truth the number of total Candidates for STEM in the African community doesn't even approach 40,000 So how fucking absurd can you be maybe event, let me let me let me just say this in terms of um violence, sister eleanor you 're absolutely correct. The whole point is that you in terms of the numbers, we simply don 't have the numbers in terms of you know uh, a, a viable offense in terms of in terms of you know uh, uh, in terms of utilizing armed struggle you 're absolutely correct, but what we have to be concerned about uh, irrespective of that reality, we have to understand that the people musicians of power understand that they 're in a position to organize lots and lots of folks for the sole purpose of actually destroying or killing. African people in society. The question is, from a decent point of view, what are we going to do in terms of rebuffing or or at at a very minimum prepare ourselves to defend ourselves against the onslaught that surely is going to come as capitalism declines? So we have to think about it and not allow ourselves to be deceived, thinking that every time someone defends themselves, you equate that with being wrong, and understanding that defending yourself is certainly your human right. And lastly, voting is fine. There's no problem with that. Uh, that's fine. But the problem is that if the masses of people are not enlightened, if they don't understand what the issues are, if they can't clarify or, 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 or find people in the community who are genuinely committed to the aspirations of the people, then the problem is that you end up voting for people who are opportunistic, who end up getting power, who make deals to ingratiate themselves. And so the interests of the people never get served. Uh, recently there was a situation in uh, Georgia with his, uh ex deputy named Cody Griegers, uh, he's part of the Shadow Moses group. They call him Shadmore. Moore. It's a racist organization, and this deputy will go around and arrest people for fallacious charges. He will he will arrest Africans for fallacious charges. He will make up new charges of felony, knowing that with these felonies they they they're disenfranchised. They can no longer vote, and so he consciously did that in terms of in terms of making sure the African members are not there when it comes to voting. So your point is well taken in terms of the potential in terms of voting, but understand that ultimately we're talking about real power. It cannot come from the voting. It has to come from the community itself. So organizing is quintessential. There is no substitute for organizing on the community level. And i close with that. And, Brother Africa, you have a good night.
3: Thank you, Brother Haki. Next we'll go to uh, Sister Eleanor. Your final thoughts and response to anything, your final thoughts for the night, Sister Eleanor.
5: Well, I just wanna thank everyone in the listening audience and I would urge the public to tell their friends and families to tune in. I would like to thank you, Brother Africa, Brother Moses, Brother Anthony, Brother Hakeem and Brother Maurice, thank you for your commitment to the liberation of African people and Pan-Africanism. And I'd like to say once again to everyone, Uh, Very, very happy Mother's Day. And remember to love and find ways to limit your carbon footprint and so that we can have a planet for the generations to come to live. And in terms of elephants and killing elephants, there should be a complete moratorium on Zimbabwe, Uh, allowing any uh, foreign hunters to come and, and, and kill one elephant. If we know nothing else, we know elephants understand families, and we don't want to have a bunch of depressed elephants. And what would the planet be like without elephants? Are we going to just allow the extinction of all our animals because of some greedy, rich hunters? Forget it. They should be arrested. Thank you, and have a good evening.
3: Thank you, sister Adorno. And of course, next week we will um, explain, articulate, and address that question dealing with the elephants being killed in Zimbabwe. So next we'll go to our caller. Caller, your last four numbers nine four three five. Your final thoughts for the night. Caller nine four three five. Well, once, once, twice. call do you have any final thoughts? 9435. I guess he doesn't, so what we're going to do, we're going to go to Brother Anthony. Brother Anthony, you final thoughts for tonight, and also remind people again about a little something about African Liberation Day this year and how they can participate. Brother Anthony.
9: Certainly. Uh want to thank you uh, for uh, uh, giving me the opportunity to participate in this a wonderful program. Found it very informative, and I want to, uh, you know, reiterate a point, Brother Maurice made, that uh, black disability is not black power, which is, uh, uh, w- uh, w- w- which is indeed correct. I mean, uh, we probably have more educated. Uh, uh people among us today than at any point in u s history, but yet the conditions of the masses of the people remain the same uh you know uh you you know where you know we're 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 first fi- uh first fired last hired and uh we face all uh, all other forms of oppression that we've endured for centuries. I want to uh, uh, let's see uh, re- re- reiterate that it is ve- ve- it is critically important uh, for our liberation for us to be organized as a people. Uh, our dependence on 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 the duopoly has not worked in over a hundred years and will not work now. And uh, let's see, our theme for African Liberation Day, Palestine Day, not by this year, is one unified socialist Africa, one Palestine. And uh, for more information and to find out how to participate in our uh, ALD Palestine Day commemoration, please visit our website wwwa a gcorg And there you'll find out details about how to participate in our Zoom webinar uh, commemorating African Liberation Day, Palestine Day. Thank you for having me. And revolutionary greetings to the listening audience, uh, the fellow panelists, uh, on the program tonight, and uh, to, to the masses of struggling people worldwide.
3: Yeah, on that note, again, we encourage you to put down May twenty second with two hundred three and join African Liberation Day under the banner of the A A P I P G C. So, on that note, you actually thank you for allowing us this opportunity to come to your home this evening, where we spoke truth to power. And we hope that we have provided you with some information so that you will use it as a tool for liberation. We'll see you back next week, St. Paris Saint-Stations. We will continue the discussion. The theme will be a continuation, part two. This is what freedom looks like in the U.S. Until then, for the next 20 minutes, we want you to stay back and listen to some sweet sounds of liberation. This has been your host, Brother Africa, and you are listening to Africa on the moon
2: Think you where you come from as long as you're a black man, you're an African. From Clarence, Dunst. and if you come from Portland, and if you come from Westmoreland, you're an African. So don't you where you come from? As long as you're a black man, you're an African. You're my From, from Nassau. And if you come from you are in Africa. So don't you where you come from? come from, as long as you're a black man, you're an African.
11: Et le petit le sacrafice pour le changement du Congo Congo love pour un Congo
2: nouveau madame Patricia Lokwa servant Banaya Congo tolingana bangana Africa kids we are strong Congo kids yo we are strong Africa kids we are strong Congo kids yo Eu am I'm a I'm a good I'm going to go eh. mama I you.
11: All that civil rights talk man i wouldn't want to hear it This integration been disintegrating better off in our own ghettos with our own situation his last speech got him assassinated black business was booming it wasn't just a consumer control on our narrative we have more marriages and see what the damage did they ain't that bad the bitch i welfare did it's way worse than the slavery i'll never be an agent i don't care what they pay me seem like nip had the same old story if we pay a black hater tell a different allegory like pearl harbor and 9-11 was the mystery supremacy ago the extent to keep their history alive all i'm saying if these leaders was alive, alive. who'd be on the internet trying to divide, divide. and use a hotel hustler uh. trying to fear people of that low vibe structure Agree to disagree, and we ain't got to tear our own down Argue silence, it'll forever be our own down All I want to say is that we giving it away Soul ain't for sale, and the devil is your fate Argue with the silence, but don't let it see our fate Right behind doors, but don't ever show our face Cause Amon had Twitter, uh Malcolm would uh It be our own people do the trolling Just be on ignorance and do the scolding Where we going? Cause Amon had uh and Malcolm would uh it be our own people do the trolling. Just be on ignorance and do the scolding. Where we go. Sometimes the key to life you're looking for will be right in front of you to show my man hidden colors he said nothing new i said what if we've been lied to most of our freaking lives Henry are coming tonight and you ain't speaking right your arrogance precedes you what if your faith did i spoke to god on wednesday he said most of it's basic million dollar mindset to be flying stay hungry hieroglyphic writing on walls you couldn't take from me a man lay dead in the street today i must have Some I swear. And all I have is love and joy to give. I need to spread my wings. I need to fly away. I want to get high today. I got five on my little bundle of temporary Man, I wanna live long enough to be legendary Your statistics said by now that I'm gonna be dead and buried But when I heard your voice, it seems as if we met already In a march for our rights, that civil, the same purpose Two different tribes and we fighting the same person Could it be that our eyes was deceiving us? We had to have faith when nobody believed in us
0: and Cosmic companionship sustained me After my husband was assassinated and gave me strength <coughs> make my contribution to carrying forward his unfinished work.
11: A man laid dead in the street today. I must have bumped my head and landed in 1940 or something, I swear. And all I have is love and joy to give. I need to
2: Don't punish me with fruit I We were. Oh, but who would they judge us? it's all down and all. Oh, you know it's easy to my thirst and it's here today Oh, oh, oh. it back And it back Come on, talk to me You can